Good morning. It's Wednesday, July 11, 2012, and Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page this morning after floods, grief, rage, and mistrust. Greek far right hangs a target on immigrants, and rape scandal sets off fights for restitution. In this morning's national headlines, states face tough choices as downturn ends. Simulated terror gains NASA an online following, and courts putting New York's stop-and-frisk policy on trial. In this morning's financial headlines, Parliament questions the culture at Barclays. Key term gets Wall Street overhaul underway, and Duke Energy's chief defends dismissal of his predecessor. There will be more business stories, along with more national and international news, a roundup from the sports page, and the opinions of Tanahisi Coates. Now, as selected by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story is titled, After Floods, Grief, Rage, and Mistrust, reported from Krimsk, Russia, by Ellen Berry. Forty-six new graves were cut on Tuesday in a field outside this city, where catastrophic flooding has left behind a slime of mud and anger. Everyone here had a story of how they spent the pitch-black hours of Saturday morning trapped inside their homes as water rose to six and then to eight and ten feet, listening to the screams of their neighbors. So it came as a shock and then as the focus of fury when officials acknowledged that they'd been aware of a threat to Krimsk at 10.30 the previous night, but had not roused its sleeping residents. The flood is the first disaster to hit the country since Vladimir Putin returned to the presidency amid uncertain public support for his government. Its aftermath has riveted national attention as a measure of the state's effectiveness, including visits from celebrities and volunteer efforts backed by pro-governmental and opposition political parties. Putin has been damaged in the past by appearing indifferent to disasters, most acutely in 2000 when he failed to return from a vacation to handle the sinking of a nuclear-powered submarine, the Kursk. Russia declined initial rescue offers from other countries, and all 118 sailors trapped on board died. The death count in the floods had risen to 172 by Tuesday. Inside a ruined pastry shop, Sergei Viktorovich, 45, said emotions were barely restrained when the region's governor, Alexander Tokchev, met with residents on Sunday. If there weren't so many police around, he said, they would have thrown rocks at him. Whatever the ultimate repercussions, firings, compensation, criminal charges, a visit to Krimsk offers a view of the gap that has opened between Russians and their government. Even if Tokchev was saying the same things as the people standing in line for humanitarian aid, they still wouldn't believe him, wrote the journalist Oleg Kashin in a commentary on Commerçant FM radio. Because this is not about the fact that the official story is different from the victim's story, but that people don't trust the authorities on any subject, on natural disasters or elections or soccer.